It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. nation. I have just recently fell in love and not with my amazing husband that I've been with for a very long time, but with a new delicious tasting gummy from Goalie. Goalie is now a partner of the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And I'm talking about the apple cider vinegar gummies. When you try these, and I was skeptical at first because I thought I was going to taste a whole lot of vinegar and not a lot of apple. I was completely wrong. These gummies are gluten-free. They're vegan. They're non-GMO, they're kosher, and they are just absolutely delicious. You got to try them for yourself. And so if you put in the code, go on the website, goli, G-O-L-I.com, and put in the code HERDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0, and put in the code right now, you'll save an additional 10% on any order, whether you do just a jar of the gummies, they got ones for sleep, they got multivitamins, they got the apple cider vinegar ones, as I... Definitely tell you, you got to check them out. Put in that code, save yourself an additional 10%. Go to goalie, G-O-L-I dot com. Put in the code H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-0. Save your additional 10%. Any kind of of gummy that you want, you definitely got to check them out. I mean, I could talk about it on and on, but I want you to try them for yourself. Go to goalie.com, check out their gummies, and get your wellness together today. What's up, Herd That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Herd That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you happen to be watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every new episode and every guest that I have on the show. I was on a mini, little mini vacation. Uh, I had to come back for uh, a couple of reasons, but um, it was it was pretty nice. I had a staycation. It wasn't anything extravagant because, you know, from time to time, you got to have uh, moments to yourself where you get to go and enjoy things that you do. And kind of the way it was in the vacation because so many things have been happening um, with, you know, different events on sports and everything else. I think the last show that I dropped, it was right before the NCAA tournaments, the men's and the women's. And so you had um, LSU winning their national championship, but, you know, the whole big to do was uh, the whole, uh, Tony Yeo, AKA John Cena hand gesture that was nonstop talked about. And I talked about it weeks ago on my Instagram live. Uh, it was Angel Reese and um, uh, Caitlin Clark. 
uh, from Iowa and uh, can't wait for these ladies to return back to their teams because it's going to be absolutely amazing, uh, you know, what the women's tournament is going to be, actually the women's season, because I love that many people are talking about the women's game. 9.9 million viewers watched that game. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to when uh, College Troop happens to come back again. Uh, congrats again. Congratulations to you, UConn. Uh, Dan Hurley getting his first championship, number five for um, the University of uh, Connecticut. So that was awesome to see. And of course, during the tournament, we saw all kinds of upsets happen. Uh, Purdue being the second number one seed to get upset by Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, no number one seeds literally were in the uh, Elite Eight Final Four in the championship game. Uh, so that was pretty exciting to watch all of those uh, tournaments happen, uh, you know, then intertwined with that, you had baseball season that was starting. My Tigers started off a little rough. Uh, they're somewhat turning around and getting to the winning side, but we'll, we got plenty of games left, so we should see about that. And then you got, you know, the NHL, their season is ending. Red Wings, again, not hitting the postseason. And uh, the NBA, then now we're into the playoff process in the play-in. I think the play-in is kind of growing on me. Um, you know, the playoffs are starting, you know, they have now been extended. You got the, you know, the eight, the nine, and the 10 seeds, um, you know, trying to get into the, the, the regular playoffs that we're all used to. Um, and so that, that is, that's pretty, pretty much is growing on me because the, those, uh, teams that were pretty much on the outside looking in kind of a way getting that second chance to go into uh, the playoff series, you know, where you have the best of seven. Uh, I, I found I found those games pretty, um, pretty exciting. Um, so, you know, that that is being underway and everything. And of course, of all the games that have played. So because now by the time this episode episode drops, we're going into uh, some of the teams that have concluded their second game or going into uh, game two. And the other night, the conclusion game two, and it came on late and I was fighting sleep. So unfortunately the game started watching me, but I ended up uh, getting up the next morning and watching it. What's the Sacramento Kings and uh, the Golden State Warriors. And this was in uh, at home for Sacramento. And here's the thing that I'll say before we go into the big elephant in the room that everybody in the media has been talking about. Uh, for the last few hours, and they'll talk about the last few days until game three starts to come up, is the Sacramento Kings and how good they really are. And what Mike Brown, who has, is my coach of the year, um, I know he was voted on for, you know, with his peers and everything, but he should be unanimous, unanimously coach of the year. Um, what he has done with this organization and this team that has not won literally anything and they have had players come and go and some really good players and some stars on their team um they haven't had anything happen since 2006 um and i'll double check and i'll get that double checked to make sure that i got the right there year 2006 um the hype is real and if people have been looking and if you and if you have been uh if you went to the game you know uh good for you enjoy the moment uh, for sure, you know, definitely it was a hard fought game one and, uh, you know, it was right down to literally the last last few moments and the last shots that were made uh, and then going right into game two. But 
the streets are they were packed they were packed uh for that game and i i i'm excited for that city because they again they haven't seen uh a team their team be so competitive like that and the real and this is the thing i want to shout out to the real sacramento king fans because you're not you're not the ones that went and you know did the highs and the lows in the many years of the lows you know when you had the chris webbers when you had buddy Hields and all, any other players that came through that organization you didn't waver away from you know turning in your fan card because uh you know during the regular season and, you know, some of the coaches that you had and, and again, players that you had, you didn't, you know, go and burn your Jersey. If you've seen so many of these so-called diehard fans do, and they go and they burn their Jersey and they get upset about how their team is not doing good and everything else. But then you get your key pieces together, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Demonte Sabonis, um, you get rid of Buddy Heald. You, you, you start building a team together. You put in a, uh, a coach, like Mike Brown, who was just so good. Um, and, you know, you look at his past track record of other teams that he has coached. And mind you, he was on the staff during the championship run of the Golden State Warriors. So needless to say, to, you know, he needs to get his, his just due and his flowers for the amazing coaching that he has done in the past, as well as turning this team around. And so when the, the, um, the seeds were picked. I think the most buzz that was talked about in the postseason, because um, some of you know these teams, you uh, you got the Celtics and Hawks and the Cavaliers and Knicks and uh, Suns, Clippers. But I think the biggest thing that that people wanted to see is how good the Sac the Sacramento Kings really were going to be, uh, or if this was a fluke team. And no other test that you could have, but to have your team go against the Golden State Warriors. And so, of course, Golden State Warriors, they won championships. They have a seasoned team, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, up-and-coming Jordan Poole, um, uh, 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 Looney, uh, you're phasing out Andre Iguodala, which you still need to give him credit because he was part of that championship run um, as well. And so you, 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 this, this is, this is the kind of game and this is the matchup that I was looking forward to, you know, like I said, unfortunately me, you know, it came out so late. And so, you know, I missed this one and got up and rewatched it. So I'm rewatching it. And, and of course it sure enough, it was, you know, competitive, like the first, and I thought, and I put on my, and those that follow me on Facebook, I put on there, I said, you know, this game may end up watching me. So, um, I'm going to put it out there right now. I think the Warriors are going to tie this up easy, you know, cause they were doing very well in the first half and, you know, it was back and forth. And, and I, and I think, uh, the Warriors were up at the half and I was like, all right, uh, you know, fading out, going to bed. I get up and I'm seeing all these messages on my phone. I'm seeing on the post. He's like, eh, Marisa, you were wrong. You know, the Kings took it, blah, blah. They're up 2-0. And I was like, okay, I just wanted to make sure. So I went and saw the score and I'm like, okay, unbeknownst to me, the events that happened in the fourth quarter, which I will get to momentarily. So I go and see that they did go up uh, 2-0, and Demontis Sabonis literally went off 24 points, 8-12 from the field, um, and then just, just pretty much had the game of his postseason career. And I don't think that, they, that he had any – it was close to – actually, let me, let me backtrack a little bit because 
I had talked on another program about DeMontis Savonis and how, you know, when he was on the Pacers team and it was him and Victor Oladipo and how good he was going to be. It just give, just give him a few years. He's going to be good. Whether he stays on that organization, they build around those two, or he ends up helping out a, you know, taken to another team, which, you know, current situation, Sacramento Kings. And, and people were not fully listening to what I was saying. And I was like, if you, if you had your eyes shut during the years that he was at Gonzaga and the run that they had, which they almost made it to the championship, uh, the NCAA championship with him on there and the key contributor that he was, I said, give this, give this young man a few years. He's going to be good for someone. And he's, he's going, the fundamentals are there. I mean, everybody talks about his father and, and, and his NBA legacy. And in the thing that I always point out, I was like, yes, you have so many of these young men and their fathers have played in the NBA. We got to separate the two. We can't compare the two because many people are going to think of their standards so high. Ar Arvita Sabonis was an element in his own path in the NBA. DeMontis Savonis is forging his path in the NBA and it happened to be the perfect landing spot, which is the Sacramento Kings. And with him and De'Aaron Fox, it, this team is, is, if not, and I, and I dare to say this, it is going to be, if they get past the Warriors, it's going to be, they're going to be a problem and, and, and probably, and, and I, I'm going to go for it, could possibly go to the NBA championship. And that would be huge for the city of Sacramento. Um, so y'all are gonna probably blow up the DMs and you leave messages like, oh my gosh, you're basing this off of two games or up to nil. You know, they're going to the Warriors. Yes, there's tons of games left. I get all that, uh, which leads me to this point right here. There's seven minutes, a little, little, a little around seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and Sabonis is getting beat up in this game. Like, if he's not getting hit, he's getting thigh hit, he's getting hit in the head, he's getting, you know, elbowed and everything else. I mean, you can look on one of his shoulders and it's just like, they are just hacking him underneath that net. And so there's a part in a game with seven, almost seven minutes left where the Warriors have the ball, they go for it, and Sabonis is literally dropped to the ground and Draymond Green is right there. And you can look at the tape and see and, and make your own assessment. Sabonis says he was protecting his, you know, he was protecting his face and everything. And so he had a hold of Draymond Green's ankle, uh, to which Draymond Green, you know, released, you know, literally released it real hard. And it's and he stomped his foot on Sabonis' chest until, you know, Sabonis flipped over in pain. Uh, we don't know the length of how hard it he was stomped on. You know, you can see uh, Sabonis grimacing on the court. Uh, and they gave Sabonis a technical. They gave Draymond a flagrant two. Draymond's ejected, uh, you know, on the way out, hyping up the Boo Birds there in Sacramento uh, and, you know, putting the ear, hand to his ear, loving the boos that are coming out and everything else. And you can hear on both sides at the uh, end of – the game, uh, like I said, the Kings are up 2-0. Uh, Draymond said, like, listen, he had my foot. He had his 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 whole entire 
his arms, his hands are around my ankle. <laughs> I can't, like he said, he even said he was an inflexible person. He goes, there was so much that he can move to. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials. He has all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Now, you can look at the past of different times that Draymond has gotten, quote unquote, flexible, if you will. He says he's not, but, you know, a few games ago, the one I can recall is when um, they played, again, uh, versus Steven Adams. And I can't recall off the top of my head what team he was at the time, where Draymond grazed if he wants to say he's not flexible we'll say grazed the man region of Stephen Adams and Stephen Adams literally bent over and dropped to his knees flagrant on on Draymond Green um I come from a generation where physical basketball is what I grew up with in the 70s girl grazed in the 80s so you had a physical Lakers a physical uh Boston Celtics uh, you know, I can remember Michael Cooper getting into fights. I can remember, um, you know, you can go to most recently, but not so recent, the Malice at the Palace. Because uh, every time that I wear a Detroit Pistons shirt, which I'm rocking on right now, people are like, oh, Detroit, you're a Detroit Pistons fan. I remember Malice at the Palace. I don't remember anything great that happened with the team. I don't remember Zeke or, you know, the, the championships that we had. Uh, I mean, we had literally... You know, Rick Mahorn was on that team, didn't take no stuff. We had Bill Lambeer on the team that didn't take no stuff. You know, our team was physical, it was tough. Uh, many teams that were in, during that time uh, was, was, was tough. And, you know, Draymond Green is that person that can box you out under that net. He's physical. He's always been physical. If you followed him during the time of Michigan State, he has that he's going, he plays physical underneath the net with no apologies so that you're not going to get that from him. He's not going to be soft underneath that net. He's going to do whatever he can to will his team to win. And so when that whole thing uh, happened, he got ejected. Uh, Sabonis gets the technical. So I, I looked at that 
and while I was watching, you know, I can watch the game and I concluded that then I, you know, scrolled back to watch it. Um, and then now you're looking at game three where the question is, is Draymond Green going to be suspended for that game? I don't think he should be. I, I, I don't think he should be. Um, it would be a disservice. And of course, all this stuff is, you know, with Commissioner Adam Silver, several rows up, you know, and again, with the whole uh, Draymond egging on the crowd and the boobers and all that. And of course, the cameras go right to Silver and he's, you know, pointing and looking at all this sort of stuff and probably making mental notes on how much fines that Draymond is going to, you know, have to pay, which he's used to, okay, because he's, he's gotten um, uh, fined before many of times but i mean you look at some of these players that have been physical i mean hello grayson allen who's been like that since duke you know i mean i need to the groin to almost every opponent that has been um and i i just i just i look at that and i i was looking at the comments and this is why i came on here and i wanted to talk about this and i didn't want to wait till you know the show returned in a week and one, I looked at the comments, I was, you know, looking at people's reactions and they would, you know, oh my gosh, Green is at it again. He's a thug. He's, he's, you know, he's out of control. He needs to retire. He, he, he's done all of this stuff and everything else. And Draymond Green, the thing that's so smart about them, he's, he'll beat you to the punch. So he get, leaves the court. They ask him about it. He talks about it. He says, my leg was wrapped up. I'm not, you know, that guy that's going to, you know, I'm not, I, I can't stretch that, you know, far. There's so much that I can go with the area that I'm in. And, you know, he wrapped my foot up, you know, and then going into one of the shows that I was watching this morning, um, he said that he wanted to, he's gotten soreness in that ankle that was wrapped up by Sabonis and he wanted x-rays to make sure that it was all good. You know, call him petty, call him, you know, whatever he wants. He's used to it. He doesn't care about it. But after the game, what does he do? He goes and does, he goes on his podcast and he talks about it. So I'm going to let the, the media have the upper hand and all that. And of course, at the end, when Sabonis was done getting dressed and everything else, the media is right there and asking him about it. And I think that the, the, the brilliant thing about Sabonis is that he just kept talking about the team, how physical it is. They knew that this team was going to be physical and everything else. And any kind of angle, the way that the media was trying to ask him about, do you think that, you were, you know, you wrapping up Draymond's ankle was, you know, fair. Did you uh, see what happened that he was egging on the crowd and everything else? And he went right back to, you know, we had to get the team together and conclude this game and everything else. So you, you wasn't going to get, you know, any kind of different answer out of him. Uh, he was focusing on the team, what they had to do, you know, him making it through, you know, and how much of a, um, injury that he has near the sternum and ribs area you know the reports are out there that he was getting x-rays as well so we don't know what the status is but i'm sure 90 percent of you know it's a 90 percent chance he's going to be in the game depending on what's going on with that so i'm hoping that draymond does not get suspended i i mean it's game three he needs to be in this game uh this is a very physical game many people have said this was going to be a physical game because of the fact of the, you know, the Warriors is, is, is that team and Draymond is that guy that is, reminds me so much of the basketball that I grew up watching, uh, where it, it, I mean, you go back and you pull up footage and those that, you know, are near my age bracket in the forties and the late thirties, forties, fifties, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. 
with the teams that I had listed, the Lakers, the Pistons, uh, the Celtics. Um, it, it, it just, you know, an elbow to the head. I mean, you weren't ejected. You know, uh, literally WWE type clothesline type stuff. You didn't see players get ejected. Um, so you, you saw you saw all that. And he is that person that's going to box you out and be physical underneath the net. So they have a decision to make. You know, there's a few days in between where it's going to be game three. Again, it's going to be at the Warriors. Um, they're in a hole right now. This is a unusual, unusual spot for the Warriors to be in uh, down 2-0. But this is a Kings team that needs to be respected. They need to be talked about. Mike Brown is the coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, and we'll see it's an amazing run we'll see how the warriors will respond uh for people side note before i move on to the next topic that keeps calling them old this team has been um steph uh and clay and draymond have been in this league for a very long time these gentlemen are not even in their mid-30s and everybody wants to write them off like they are just you know you know going out to pasture and everything else they had battled through injuries i mean Clay, two straight years of ACL tears. Draymond has his share of injuries. Steph literally is bandaged up. If you see him in game two, uh, where he landed wrong, he was hobbling, I want to say, in the first or second quarter. Um, you know, it just kept running up and down, and they were wanting to pull him out. He didn't even make eye contact with Steve Kerr. He, he wanted to stay in that game. Uh, so, basically, you got the walking wounded that is going into game three that need to figure out a plan so they do not go into an 0-3 hole. Uh, which we haven't seen in a long time out of this team that has won four rings under Steve Kerr. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting watch, uh, as well as the rest of the games. Uh, seeing how KD and uh, the Suns are going to respond to the Clippers, and they're at home. Um, the Knicks Cavaliers series is pretty good, uh, but just you know, keeping my eye on what what the powers of be are going to do with Draymond Green. I hope they do not suspend him. I mean. They need to keep them in there and just let, you know, these team, these two teams play right, and, and do what they do. So, um, but, you know, going from that into a couple of good news that happened, Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, secured the bag. Uh, this guy is getting doggone paid. Um, and he deserves it. Uh, my husband and I got into a debate about this. Um if he deserved the, the the entire bag or not. And I said, yes, he said no, um, because he's like, he still has uh, so much to prove. And I'm like, he, he literally did prove. He took the team to the Super Bowl last year slash this year. And, you know, unfortunately, Kansas City was just too good. And Patrick Mahomes was just too good. But he got a five-year, 255-year, $255 million year deal. Uh, 180, almost close to 180. It was like 179 points, uh, five, six, seven, but let's just round it up to 180 million guaranteed, uh, making it the highest paid player on an annual basis in NFL history. Uh, Jalen Hurst, you deserve it, period. End of story. Um, good for you. Congratulations. Uh, I have said on not only this show, but the other show that I do, uh, Death, Death Texas, and sports podcast that comes on Tuesday nights are on hiatus right now until May, uh, that they will return to the Super Bowl again. Expect them to be in the Super Bowl again, and they will win a championship. Um, they are getting some key pieces together. I'm looking forward to the draft this coming next week and seeing what they're going to do. 
uh, with it, as well as my AKA the Lions. I'm excited about what's going to happen and that I'm excited and your girl is going to be there next year. You can book that next year. NFL draft is in Detroit, Michigan next year. I'm very excited to travel back home uh, and check out the NFL draft. I cannot wait for that to happen, but my boys are going to be doing some amazing things this season coming up. I cannot wait to, for Dan Campbell and the crew, what they're going to do with my amazing Detroit Lions. I'm going to talk about them and I'm going to talk about them a lot. And uh, I'm looking forward to going to a couple of games and doing this show on the road. So I'm looking forward to that. And before I end and go back to my little hiatus um, on here, because I definitely will be back uh, next week, unless something happens, breaking news, such as, you know, LSU, the women's basketball team going to the White House. I'll go into full conversation about that, but I definitely want to uh, talk about that and how that visit will be, because all of y'all have been following the story about Angel Reese, uh, how she was treated versus Caitlin Clark, how she was treated, and uh, Jill Biden, pretty much open mouth, insert foot, as far as trying to invite both teams to the White House and uh Angel Reese was saying she wasn't going to go, but now the LSU team is going to go uh, and how that visit is going to be. So I'm going to talk about that for sure. But I wanted to end on great, amazing news coming out of Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills camp. And that is the return of DeMar Hamlin. Safety DeMar Hamlin has now gotten uh, the okay uh, to uh, return to full football activities since going into cardiac arrest early January, when literally all of us that were watching that game, um, our hearts had literally stopped uh, for in, in prayers and everything for that young man. And now he has gotten the okay to go back uh, to full football activity. So welcome back number three uh, to the NFL and to Bill's Mafia and looking forward to seeing him uh, in back to his position this this season coming up. Uh, I'm so happy for him and everything that has happened to him since this whole entire journey. Uh, but literally that man is a walking miracle. So uh, good for him and good for football, good for Bill's Mafia. And thank you everybody for listening and watching. Again, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Heard that with Marisa Tigney Podcast as well as sign up for all things amazing. I don't want to brag on myself, but I'm going to brag on myself. All things amazing. I heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. And as I always end the show, take care, stay safe. Your girl's out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney podcast on Twitter at lovely Marisa T as well as Facebook on a social media page. Heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.